0: Welcome, patrons, to a special episode made just for you, to show how much The Rundown loves you. This time around, it's a little something that I'm going to call Blue Fist, a review of WWE Smackdown. Uh, So, I decided I just couldn't do this alone, so my Ginger brother is here. Ginger,
1: welcome. Hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) This is my uh, first little addition to Patreon, and looking yeah. forward to discussing the Blue Fist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, So, sadly, we, we don't get the Blue Fist for about a year into Smackdown's room. Yeah, It's so synonymous, there's no way I could call it anything else. Oh, no. Um, so this is the very first episode of SmackDown, before it became the B-Show de Raw, and then before it was turned into its own brand, and then again became the B-Show to Raw and then it was a raw recap, and then turned into its own show again. <laughs> we get the best. Now, interesting bit of news. SmackDown, of course, um, this is back in our Attitude Era Monday Night Wars days, was created to combat Thunder, WCW's show. And originally, SmackDown was conceived as an hour-long WWF Divas-only program. They were going to showcase terrible wrestling but amazing tits. <laughs> Instead, they decided to turn it to a companion show to Raw, which eventually, you know, like I said, went through a bunch of different shit. And uh, SmackDown did so well on Thursday that Thunder was moved to Wednesday. So, again, <laughs> they won that one.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, to that point, um, I listened to WHW, uh, Shivani's thing in. Thunder was just a clusterfuck from the beginning. So honestly, I don't think they expected much of it. But hey, SmackDown beat them. And yeah. Eventually Raw did. Yep, exactly.
0: So we open WWF SmackDown, which is it's so weird for us to call it WWF at this point, but that's what it was <laughs> at this time cuz we like we thought it was so weird that we were going to have to start calling it WWE and how but now it sounds so weird to call it something else. So
1: uh, I'm kind of in between. Like I can call it WWF for WWE, but when like somebody I'm talking to says is talking about the current product and calls it WWF, I'm like, no, 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 WWE.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So we get a promo for Triple H beating The Rock on Raw, which allowed him to be in a triple threat match with Mick Foley and Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam. Um, and then Mick Foley wound up beating Stone Cold, taking the championship. Triple H. Uh, beat the hell out of Stone Cold. Uh, then he comically broke Jr.'s arm.
1: That highlight was awful.
0: <laughs> they could so they used this shot a couple different times, and the same sound effect, which was just this really bad. <laughs> 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 um, so then uh, this prompted Shane McMahon to book Triple H first Mankind for the belt in the next Raw. Um, so again. We are we are in 1999, um, which for those of you starting <sighs> at home is 20 years ago. <laughs> um, in 1999, we had 12 different WWF Championship reigns. Twelve. <laughs> so that's a lot. <laughs> um, so yes, so we had Stone Cold the champion heading into SummerSlam. McFoley wins the championship. On Raw, Triple H beats McFoley for the championship. So McFoley has one day reign. That's one of the twelve reigns that we have. So yes, yeah, so now we get. So yes, we have Triple H with a couple of unprotected headshots to Foley and Rock to take the championship. That's how we're going to start SmackDown, and we get the nonsensical SmackDown theme.
1: You know, I actually enjoyed it um i I miss it (laughs) i I miss themes like that it's it's not like it's it's just picture 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 Mm. picture it's so basic but it's nostalgic to me and i'm sure you as well so it, it was a nice little kickback
0: oh yeah for sure this was this was i think about the time that we also had thorn of your eye on raw so i think both themes were nonsensical um, but I might be mistaken on the timelines and how they match up, but definitely this SmackDown theme is <laughs> And, yeah, and you know, the,
1: only,
0: the only time it slows down is when The Rock gets all electrified, uh, which was a great by them to do that. Um, so Shetan of Pyro ignites the Raw stage because we do not have our SmackDown on stage yet. Uh, and we Remember when, when WBF television was just a sea of signs in the crowd. Oh my god! <laughs> There's so uh, many. It, I I didn't even look at them this time. I, <laughs>
1: uh, it's it's like there it, it was. I watched um, uh, what was it the the, the raw the best of raw like the old school? I forget what the it was like a documentary ask, and there was one shot where it, it must have been the beginning of a raw episode. Everybody held up signs. You could only see signs, and there was no people in sight. And you're like, wow, wow that was fucking insane. Yeah.
0: And, you know, we, we still obviously get our, our signage nowadays, but it is nowhere near on this level.
1: Not even close. Uh,
0: so the episode starts off with Triple H and has my time theme, uh, which to me was the quintessential Triple H theme for the longest time. My time, it didn't, it didn't really go with his character at all times. But but to me, it just that that was my Triple H theme, you know. Later it was time to play the game, and everything like that. But here it's my time. Oh yeah, yeah. Chimmel starts the show off right by saying, "Making their way to the ring, accompanied by China." <laughs> so apparently, Triple H and the WWE Championship are making their way to the ring. <laughs> uh, Triple H is shirtless for some reason.
1: I caught that too. I was like, "Why doesn't he have a shirt on?" <laughs> like is like <laughs> it was so random yeah
0: um so instantly i am reminded of my video game days with the smackdown graphics that pop up when triple h because i was like oh yes! god i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to break up my n64 <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god
0: <laughs> um yeah so the crowd chants asshole um which triple h says maybe but i'm the champion
1: uh, See uh, that that that's one thing. Sorry, the- but that's one thing that I liked back then. They would acknowledge that, mm-hmm. like almost right away. Yeah. So I, I always that's why I, I think promos back then were more realistic and less written.
0: Yeah. Um, so the Rock is backstage watching a TV that you would find at a no Motel, Motel. <laughs> <laughs> like, where where is the kayfabe reasoning behind this setup? Because it's in a random hallway. And they just, like, put a couple boxes up and put a TV they
1: on top. And put a TV on top. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And
0: it's not the only appearance this TV makes, either.
1: Nope. Yeah.
0: Um, Triple H gives an actual decent heel promo here. You know, hypes himself up, talks about his victory.
1: Uh, well, I believe this was his first WWE Championship win. Yes, it is. So, I mean, he must have been fucking amped.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he talks about... You know, people didn't think that he could do it, people said he couldn't do it, stuff like that. Which on the surface you're like, that's kind of a babyface promo. <laughs> but it it works with him because he is he like it it works for him because of the way he won it. He won <clears> it won it by obliterating people with chairs and having Shane help him win it. So <sighs> uh, the rocks music hits and the crowd loses their shit.
1: Fucking <laughs> blows. Up, oh, and I was like, God. "Holy shit!" Yeah. You don't hear, you honestly don't hear pops like that on Ron SmackDown anymore no. at all. No,
0: and it's like they just saw him like 20 seconds ago on on the Titan yep. Shot. Yep. <laughs> but when's that music hits, man? Like, yeah. Um. So uh, then again, the, this is the point where I was reminded that this was 20 years ago. So yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, a lot has changed since then. Obviously, um, a lot of things that you can't see. I was surprised. So on the WWE Network, they list this as PG, and I was like, okay, oh, no. like there's there's a lot of innuendo, um, mm. especially in in the women's match later on. Uh, <laughs> they're clearly asshole. Now they do they censor one thing, uh, and that is The Rock uh, saying, uh, "Piss on it."
1: Oh, okay, that that's it. what the word. Okay.
0: Which I was like, I'm like, that's it, man? That's what you, you edit out? Uh,
1: especially after a promo that we're going to get to later, too. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, so The Rock, as always, calls this his show, which, of course, it is named after his catchphrase. Um, Rock says Triple H's game absolutely sucks. <laughs>
1: Triple and Yeah. The ahead. crowd is literally... Eating up everything that The mm-hmm. Rock is saying.
0: This was this was those moments that you used to get, and where mm-hmm. where every fucking word out of both of these guys' mouths was a reaction from the crowd.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yep.
0: Triple H calls Rock a jabroni, and the crowd just boos ever like <laughs>
1: ridiculous, dude. I miss these days so much.
0: Yeah. Um. So Triple H says that he's not on his level. So here is where, like, I love I love The Rock. Alright, this, what he said, he comes out of nowhere with this, you've given the Rock three different options. I don't think he, Triple H gave him three different options, I think Triple H just said leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Rock explains what his options are, two of which are the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's go, here he goes, the Rock says he can go in the back, take off his $800 shirt, come back out here and start his promo over. <laughs> which
1: which uh, a promo saying promo, a promo back there back then oh. I was like whoa
0: yeah <laughs> uh, or he could come in the ring take the WWE Championship slam some icy hot on it turn it sideways and stick a straight up Triple H's candy ass <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: fucking icy hot <laughs> which which of course is <laughs> something we have going on right now in modern times that joke is still relevant apparently uh, uh, Triple H interrupts The Rock. The Rock says, since you interrupted me, I can walk onto to the ring as the crowd is chanting The Rock's name. And of course they do. <laughs> I
1: know, like, instantaneous.
0: Instantly, yeah. And The Rock says he can take off his $600 shoes, turn it sideways, and stick it straight up Triple H's ass. <laughs> So I guess not <laughs> not, not identical, but there's, there's definitely a theme
1: involved. shoving things up his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and
0: then we get HBK, which completely forgot that, that we had Commissioner HBK at this point. Yep. So, again, now, 20 years ago I was 14, and I vividly remember this main event mm-hmm. for what happens in the main event. Uh, I remember being very pissed off, because I was a very big Rock fan at the time.
1: Super Marks back then. Super
0: Marks. I mean, I was 14, man. I was the Super Mark, right? So, I remember that aspect of it. I do not remember that HBK was the commissioner, and that's why he's the special guest referee for the match. I just thought he was a special guest referee. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so HBK says that if people want a title match, they shall receive a title match. And The Rock will face Triple H for the title tonight, with HBK as special guest. And out of nowhere, like a fucking genie got rubbed out of the lamp, favorite <laughs> man appears in the ring.
1: <laughs> like, I was like, all of a sudden, I think it was uh, Law that goes, oh, look, Shane's in the ring. I was like, what? How the hell did he get in the ring? And he Where was did like, he come from? <laughs> like, uh, uh, it beats the hell out of me. I think you're right on the genie gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
0: I'm starting to think. That when Chimmel said, making their way to the ring, he forgot oh. to mention Shane McMahon was up inside of Triple H's ass. <laughs> and once, once he heard that there was going to be other objects joining him in there, he's like, there's not enough room in this ass. No, 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 I'm I gotta get gonna, out of <laughs> here. I gotta get out <laughs> um, So, yeah, so Shane says as the owner that he instead is going to be the second special guest referee. But Sean says he can book any WWF wrestler at any time and being as Shane wrestled at at SummerSlam, technically he's a wrestler. <laughs> so, he'll be facing Mankind tonight. This see now this is the way that you used to be able to book authority figures, where yep. the the if you had a face authority figure, they would still find a way to fuck over the heel, whereas McFoley when he was commissioner a couple years ago just was like alright sorry
1: uh, yeah <laughs> yep. um
0: and then we get another moment where I'm like there's no way you can label this PG because mankind says all this talk about <laughs> stroking and screwing he's <laughs> <Got it wrong. laughs>
1: talking about stroking and sucking and I'm like oh my <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. god so then good man. lord <laughs>
0: I had to write this line down. Why put off today what you can do tomorrow? <laughs> oh my God! Um, oh. <laughs> this was this was so entertaining because then of course mankind, being as what he just heard from The Rock, says he's going to unbutton his shirt he got at Goodwill, <laughs> loosen up his free tie that WWE gave him, and listen to the dozens. And dozens of Mankind's fans chant his name, and it sounded like there was literally a dozen
1: There was literally dozens.
0: (laughs) Yep. And this is where we get Roxanne, piss on it, drops the bike, and attack strips.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: Mankind goes after Shane, and then the Mean Street Posse appear and attack.
1: Awesome. I was pumped that they were on this episode.
0: Yeah, this this was the interesting, because, um, you know, the story with the Mean Street Posse was that these were actually Shane's friends. Mm -hmm. And were not trained wrestlers. And they wound up actually being decent in the ring. Yeah, you know, um, and of course they just they played their role so well too because they all look like assholes. They all had asshole names: Pete Gas, Joey Abs, Rodney. No
1: Yeah, <laughs> such scum ass, scumbag names. Yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, so Pete Gas and Joey Abs eat rock bottoms. Rodney gets chucked outside, and that is the opening segment. So, what is your what were your thoughts on the opening segment here?
1: I fucking loved it. <laughs> like it was just the, the the greatness of how things were and considering the fact that you had a battle, you had a good two good three four what five tick te- technically people spitting on the mic, making sense mm-hmm. and having everybody hooked was amazing. And then actually having action happen at the end of the promo instead of like you know, nowadays, they just say, oh, you're going to be in a match, you're going to be in a match, you're going to be in a match. And they all happen later, and everybody just walks out back. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that was one thing I really enjoyed. Um, but just, like, I, I really can't get over the nostalgia of this. Like, oh,
0: yeah. It, this is what was fun. Like, me and, and Jeff had fun with Burning Sensation watching the original uh, Sunday Night Heat. And mm-hmm. then you, oh, just, you just get such... You know, such a nostalgia for it, and you forget how much of an asshole Shane was, and you realize, like, like, this makes total sense why he's so good at being a heel nowadays, because he was great at being a heel back in the day, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so not only do we set up two matches, uh, Shane versus Mankind, um, Triple H versus The Rock, but we also learn that we'll get the in-ring debut of Chris Jericho later versus the Road Dogg. And then we cut and see Jeff Jarrett walking back down the backstage area and then we see Billy Gunn. So, what the the only thing that I can really say of a of a critique of Smackdown up to this point is we jump around a lot. Like we go from that to we're going to have Chris Jericho later to Jeff Jarrett walking to Billy Gunn walking and then go to break. And it's like it happened a couple of times too where we like quickly flip through a couple different things. Is like some like you, you you don't finish reacting to being like oh it's Chris Jericho before they're on to the next thing you're like oh shit it's Jeff Jer- oh oh shit it's Billy Gunn oh oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> shit oh shit oh shit.
1: yeah yeah that, that is one thing that they they obviously they've fixed that now but mm-hmm. uh, one more thing that I wanted to mention the fact that um who was that later oh no that's later no mind, sorry right. continue fair enough
0: uh, back from break <clears> we have Jeff Jarrett Debra and Miss Kitty. Um, Jarrett is the current intercontinental champion. And Mr. Ass arrives. So...
1: I'm an ass man. <laughs> pew pew.
0: <laughs> As always, whenever we watch these, these like, older episodes and we just kind of jump in out of the blue, you, you have to kind of remember in your head what's going on at that point. Because you're like, why is why is Road Dog in a singles match and Mr. Ass is in a singles match? Well, so... Leading up to this was the breakup of DX, mm-hmm. um, which eventually had uh, X-Pac and Road Dogg facing off against Triple H and was it Sean or Mister? Mister? I forget which one. For the rights to the DX name, which X-Pac and Road Dogg retained.
1: Oh, that was it was uh, Mister Ass and uh, China.
0: That's what it was. Yep. yep. <clears throat> so that's why Triple H and China have the My Time theme. Mister Ass is just Mister Ass and Billy Gunn. Has the DX stuff on it and calls, you know, mentions it, and Xbox still has the DX music. Is because mm-hmm. that's where we're at in this timeline. Now, shortly shortly after, or like about a month or two later, DX will completely reform again, back together again. But that's where we're at in this one. That's why those two are separate. So, uh, this is a non title match between Mr. S and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> The batch actually starts as Mr. Ass's music still is playing.
1: <laughs> I, oh my god, that was one thing that I caught too. It was like Jeff hits like a good five, six punches on him, and Mr. Ass's music is still playing, and I'm like, are they gonna pull a New Jack match here, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> oh man. So back, uh, back, back in the day, twenty years ago, I was a huge Billy Gunn fan.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> the guy was. A, kind of ahead of his time in terms of his, his athleticism, you know. He, the thing I will always remember is him doing a fameasser to Bubba Ray, who was standing on top of a table,
1: yes, and like
0: just jumping from the ground up that high. And I was, that was like holy fuck! Like how did that dude do that? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> uh, you know, and he's he's always he's always very good in the ring. He's always very crisp. You know, if if it wasn't for the other talent around him, I think that he could have maybe been a main eventer at one point oh, in time. Yeah. But when you've got, you know, guys like Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, Mankind, Taker, Cade, Big Show, you just, the it's list tough. goes on where you're like, poor Mr. S is just like, I'm really good too, man. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey guys, hey, hey. hey. Uh, yeah. No, um, I agree. Uh, I was a huge I was I mean, I think everybody was a fan of Billy Gunn back then. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then he you know, he tried to be the one Billy Gunn. It didn't work. Yeah. But at least they tried a rebranding of him. Um, yeah. they were trying to get something out of him because at that point in time Road had left and they're like, What else are we gonna do with you? Like you're yeah, you're you're good, you're a good worker. We're gonna try something. Didn't work that well, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um so <clears throat> A we want puppies chat breaks out, because it's nineteen ninety-nine. Uh, and then China arrives. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So in the middle of the match, we get a a recap that China has a future Intercontinental Championship opportunity. <laughs> because she apparently signed a contract on the wall when Mr. Ass was supposed to sign it, and that's where the tension between these two have kind of come, I guess. Um So during the match, despite the fact that China just arrived, nobody else is acknowledging the fact, other than the refs that China has walked out of the ring because Miss Kitty grabs the guitar to try to give it to Jarrett. But China grabs it. Oh my god. Deborah jumps in front of the fucking guitar shot and takes it full on.
1: (laughs) Jesus, with a side swing, too. Like, she, like, well, I don't think she stepped in front of it kitty i think moved and Mm. deborah just took it right to that like the whole side of her body just got crushed (laughs) yeah uh
0: so while this is happening gun rolls up jared for the three because there was a match going on during this (laughs) in case Mm -hmm. you forgot uh then for some reason mr ass tries to moon china (laughs) which which like because of the fact that you had Jarrett kind of attending to the people on the outside, the cameraman almost misses this moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuts back in as Mr. S is like, is pulling his fucking trunks down. He gets a low blow for it. <laughs> so,
1: stiff one, too. Oh, yeah,
0: of course. Because it's China. It's it was always stiff ones. Right to their <sighs> stiff ones. <laughs> um... So any any other comments you have on the on the match itself or, or what uh, happened at Ringside?
1: Um I always liked uh Billy Gunn's cell after he missed the splash in the corner. <coughs> that was one of my favorite spots from him that he did. He always sold it very well. Mm-hmm. But uh besides that, I mean it was it was a short and sweet match. It told a short story, but it it was good. It was yeah. good for what it was.
0: Very much so, you know. Um, Two really good mid card guys always were really Mm -hmm. good mid card guys, despite what Jeff Jarrett would like you to think. Um, (laughs) uh, So, let me go backstage with Lillian Garcia, which completely forgot she was a backstage announcer for a while. Uh, She's not good at it. (laughs) Uh, No. She's with Al Snow. So, uh, this is the beginning of the terrible Al Snow, Big Boss Man, Pepper storyline.
1: What do you mean? This is great.
0: So this is a storyline where I'm sure at this point Al Snow knows it's going to end with you eating this dog. <laughs> but Al Snow has so much conviction in this plea to Big Boss Man, please oh don't hurt him, that I was like, I'm like, holy cow, like, Al Snow can actually act a little bit. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Even yeah. though uh, I I... Did you notice his eyes shifting off yeah. the entire time? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you gotta learn your lines, man. <laughs> yeah. Especially when the camera was like right on his face. It's like, guys, yeah, re- rethink that one.
0: Well, and especially because like you had like the same line over and over again. Please don't hurt mm-hmm. him. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's Please not, don't hurt him. You're not. You're Please not. Please don't hurting, hurt him. Yeah. You're not reciting Shakespeare, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then, so again, here's here's where we get some more of these little jump cuts. We get we cut to Jericho getting his boots shined by Howard Finkel.
1: <laughs>
0: then we cut to Test, who's waiting to hear from Stephanie about his marriage proposal.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: And uh, then we cut to Kane's music hitting, which then transitions into the DX theme, which means it's time for our triple threat tag team title match. So Kane and X Pac are here, and
1: Pac huge. Is- huge fucking pop when kane's music hit by the way yeah you the fucking place went nuts Mm -hmm. yeah that's just one thing that i wanted to point out because it was like holy shit you can't like again back to the 20 years ago thing you forget how over these guys were yeah (laughs) yeah it it was it was insane right
0: we're not we're not to the go away heat for x Pac yet Um, Nope. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pac is drinking a Hanson's Energy drink.
1: Honestly. Yes.
0: <laughs> Which at first I was like, the fuck is going on? Then yes. later they mentioned that they are sponsored by Hanson's Energy drink.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, not the only time this drink makes an appearance on the show.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I was like,
0: hey man, work it in. You know?
1: Well, the, the thing is, too, like when X-Pac was walking to the ring, when he was almost to the ring, he took a swig and spit it all over himself. I'm like, dude, that must be so fucking nasty. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, before energy drinks were perfected.
0: I mm-hmm. was well, like, dude, there's a reason why Triple H and Road Dogg use water, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, don't do that with energy drinks, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, the Acolytes are out next for a Uh Then the Undertaker's music hits. And him and Big Show come down, and Undertaker hops on commentary.
1: <laughs> Loved it.
0: Now, you know, I mean, so, Kane in phenomenal shape. Bradshaw and Farouk were, all, were always good. Taker is in fucking immaculate
1: shape here. Dude, beast mode.
0: Yeah. He is He is that very fucking slim, <clears throat> ripped Undertaker. And Big Show is, is in decent shape. He's not... Um. <laughs> He's not his huge self that he gets to uh, he's not current big show obviously um, no. but yeah, he's in he's in decent shape
1: <laughs> he was I thought he looked pretty good actually compared yeah. <clears throat> he looked a lot better than what he has looked in the past right. but because <clears throat> he's 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 been pretty heavy before but I thought he looked pretty good he was slim but it looked like it was starting to hit that yeah okay you gotta you gotta start bulking up a little more.
0: Yes, it's not too long after this storyline that he starts to gain some weight, and that's when it leads to him <clears throat> disappearing for a while and kind of being utilized in different ways and then eventually winding up on ECW in a couple of years and everything and like that. But yeah, So this is not your typical current nowadays triple threat tag team match where it's still two guys in the ring and you can tag anyone. It's literally three guys in the ring. And then those guys can take out their, their partners, but it's always three guys in the ring. Uh, but since Undertaker's on commentary, Big Show is in the ring by himself the entire time. <laughs> While Kane and X-Pac are able to take back in and out, and fruit and Bradshaw are able to take back take back in and out. Um, so, uh, I, I have a little bit of what Taker says on commentary. Most of it is just his kind of like cryptic shit, stuff like that, but he says that Teg Belt is the first step in his master plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I guess uh, oh, okay. You're gonna go for all of them. The one thing that I thought was funny, did he say, color commentator? Yes, he I'm did. gonna do some color commentator. I was like, whoa, dude! <laughs> like, I didn't see it. you didn't catch it back then. But you no. go back and watch it now, and you're like, did he just say that?
0: Yeah. This was this was that time. Obviously, we have Vince Russo as one of the writers, and he mm-hmm. loved to do shit like this. He loved to use insider terms on television. Uh, you know, he he just he just loved to break kayfabe on certain things. And for, I was a little surprised for it coming out of Taker's mouth mm-hmm. because he's usually the one who's like all kayfabe all the time, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I would have thought somebody else at the announce table would have said Taker joining us for color commentary. But yeah. It was, yeah, it was interesting to hear those kinds of things, especially because then then for the rest of the show, you're, you're just kind of perked up to it. Once you heard Brock say promo, you're like, oh, okay. Uh,
1: okay, I <laughs> yeah. gotta watch all the lingos here. <clears throat> uh,
0: yeah, not not anything too egregious in, in terms no. of other things, but just little things like that where you're like, huh, They're kinda, it's kind of like we're letting you in a little bit there. <laughs> uh. Uh, so yeah, so... Big Show eventually gets thrown to the outside. Taker goes, excuse me a second. <laughs> Walks over to him, slaps him in the face, and then sits back down. And it was like, all right.
1: Okay. Um, which,
0: at, at first thought, I'm like, I was like, if he gets back in that ring and immediately gets hit, I'm going to laugh. But no, Big Show gets back in and actually goes on offense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A little bit too much, though, maybe? Because he then tries to powerbomb X-Pac, so he's got him up. Oh, my God. Farouk chop blocks him, and he no-sells it completely.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, that looked a little weird, because Farouk went off the ropes and then show, like, Mm turned. So if he ended up doing it, he would have hit him the opposite way, and that's going to blow out his knee. So I I think they were just a little miscommunication. Mm -hmm. But this (laughs) spot... (laughs)
0: this neck part.
1: <laughs> oh my go, god.
0: Go, go, ahead and, go ahead and let everyone know what happened to Mr. X-Pac. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Big Show drops to his knees while X-Pac is still in the powerbomb position, and all of a sudden, Bradshaw kicks X-Pac square in the fucking face oh, so hard, and then Show like, drops him back, X-Pac falls on the back of his neck, and it was just like... <sighs> He just fucking murdered him with yeah. a boot to the face. He went flying. <laughs> uh,
0: but he, but you know what? X Pac does get his revenge a little bit later because because <laughs> so show takes out the accolades. Um, Tag gets, er, Kane gets in, hits the top rope clothesline. He then clotheslines Bradshaw over the top rope. Kicks show over. Choke slams Farouk. Uh, show breaks it up, and then X Pac takes in, runs to the outside, and fucking drop kicks Bradshaw right in the face.
1: <laughs> Dude, no, he did not see that coming because I was, it was he X Pac was going full mm-hmm. speed ahead and just boom, uh, clocked him.
0: Yeah, so I was definitely like, "Good on you, X Pac." <laughs> because it definitely it definitely was like he you could tell he intentionally got
1: back on it oh yeah yeah
0: uh, but Xbox turns around eats Chokeslam and Big Show wins uh, the Acolytes were just fucking around outside <laughs> I don't know what they were doing <laughs> I think they were battling with Kane but yeah, they I they were but it's like there's two of you man like one of you get back in the ring
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> uh, so directly after that match Stephanie and her titties arrive but no cell test she just walks past him. <laughs> All
1: right. Her, her, her OG tits, as her, we should say. OG
0: tits because <laughs> Stephanie is 22 years old here. And yeah. she looks she, fucking young as so. hell.
1: Wicked. I, when I was watching, I thought she was like 18, 19.
0: <laughs> I, I had to Google it.
1: <laughs> super baby face. Oh, like. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and her voice, too was yeah i don't i don't know if she's putting on that voice a little bit because it sounds nothing like she does nowadays
1: nope
0: um but yeah so big bossman arrives <laughs> and he wants al snow to grab the hardcore belt and bossman says he's going to fuck that dog no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so um but we do know that the next pay-per-view is magic the gathering presents unforgiven awesome if if that isn't indicative of the 90s i don't know what is (laughs) so we had big boss man arrive al snow arrive al snow leaves (gasps) big boss man leaves al snow returns boss man
1: returns (laughs) Uh, uh, well no i think snow was still in the ring wasn't he when they came, when they came back from the break, it's he possible. was still in the ring.
0: It's possible, or... but either way, no, no, he left because he had to oh, go. Oh no, because yep.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! They, they both left and then came back out. <laughs> Bossman could have stayed there. Yep. <laughs> he literally said, "Go get your belt," and it's like, so I'm like, okay, we'll come back from the break, and Elson will come back out with the belt. No, Elson came back with the belt, but then Big Bossman was nowhere to be found. It's like, <laughs> did you forget what you were doing, dude?
1: <laughs> well, no, because he had to go grab pepper. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah.
0: He had to go grab... Yes. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. I also had to go grab Pepper.
1: Put a this... fucking muzzle on his <laughs> fucking face.
0: <laughs> He's got a muzzle on him. <laughs> he, he gives it to, Gia, or to to King, who's totally going to fuck that dog. And <laughs> the dog instantly pisses on King.
1: Oh, no. He's like, need... He's like no, no, no. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Oh, man. <sighs> so, despite this being... Uh, the match that it is I I do give a lot of credit on the storytelling us because like Snow just unloads on Bossman and then immediately leaves the ring to go get the dog
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they, they, they do that spot a few times so Bossman cuts him off sends him back to the ring Bossman pulls out a ladder and Snow knocks it out of his hands <laughs>
1: <laughs> so fucking like, weird what the fuck just happened there
0: oh my god It gets worse, so we get an unprotected cookie shot to the head of Boss Man. Then Snow grabs the ladder and sets it up. Boss Man knocks into Snow, and then bounces off and accidentally hits the ladder, which hits Boss Man in the face. (laughs) Then Boss Man tries to teeter the ladder over. Snow tries to hit the ladder into him? Fucks that up. And then manages a second time to then, like, shove it into his face but then bossman hits snow with a nightstick and bossman pins snow to win the hardcore championship
1: and and proceeds (laughs) to take pepper back instead of leaving him as promised right to go fuck him uh that poor dog too like when bossman like pulled him off the table the dog was like like shaking Um. around like oh my god (laughs)
0: As he's walking to the back, too, that you could tell the dog was just like, I don't want any part of this. Get him away from me. Yeah, no.
1: Get me away from this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, X-Pac is walking out of the arena, and he says he's sick of being the weak Link, and Kane goes,
1: Sean! <laughs> <laughs> and then Kane goes, Was that Kane? <laughs> like,
0: no, no. Your question shouldn't be, Was that Kane? Your question should be, Who the fuck is Sean? <laughs> <laughs> because, again kayfabe dude. His name is X-Pac. Yep. It is weird to refer to the wrestler by name.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. So fucked. (laughs) So, Chris Jericho's walking to the ring, and we are in that period of time where Jericho just didn't quite understand what WWE was looking for. Um, Because, obviously... Everyone remembers the way that Jericho debuted. He debuted in a promo battle with The Rock. And then um it was Jericho was still playing his WCW heel, which mm-hmm. wasn't the WWE style. Yep. You know?
1: It it was good, but yeah. it just didn't fit what they wanted.
0: Right, exactly. Because it was it was far more like over the top and comical than mm-hmm. most of the other where attitude where editor was much more about like realism and shit like that yeah so yeah um <sighs> we then cut to al snow running around backstage trying to find boss man uh which i was very surprised this was a running theme throughout the night because like it's al snow and he like appears right before the main event again too He's like, how how weird that Al Snow is like a theme running through the show at this point.
1: It's like a major storyline, yeah. throughout a whole the, the whole entire show, and uh, pretty sure continuing on through till the feud ended too. Right, yeah.
0: um, so Road Dog arrives. Uh, he does his little Road Dog stick, um, and we see that last Monday Finkel attacked Road Dog as a distraction. Jericho came out after that, beat the hell out of Road Dog which leads to this match. Uh, Road Dog says that in cell block, D-O-double-G, I couldn't <laughs> trade your ass for a pack of smokes.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: It's good, but also like, PG? Not right. PG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Road Dogg was always so fucking good on the mic. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of misses here and there. And then obviously when, when we had the revival of them, there was so much that they couldn't say. That it just was like, what's the point, man?
1: What's the fucking point? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: Road dog also in great shape here, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Probably because so, of all the drugs. But... Oh, yeah, most likely, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so Y2J arrives, still one of the best theme songs ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the match itself. Uh, Road dog with a superplex on Jericho, which I thought was pretty good. Right at the start of the match, too. Yeah. Uh, Finkel arrives with a can of Hanson's <laughs> and sprays it in Road Dog's face.
1: Okay, so oh my god!
0: Both members of DX get a face full of energy drink on this one. Okay.
1: Oh my god!
0: <sighs> and then we turn to nonsensical Chris Jericho time because he grabs a table. <laughs>
1: Totally fucking random. It was, totally random.
0: He has This match has not been going on long enough for Jericho to be like, fuck it, I'm just going to put him through a table. Yep. <laughs> so he sets up the table, and then proceeds to pantomime that he's going to put Road Dogg through the table. Thanks, thanks, Chris. <laughs> thanks,
1: buddy. <laughs> thanks.
0: Uh, Jericho can't suplex Road Dogg. Road Dogg counters.
1: <clears throat> With and, an awful looking DDT. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thankfully, he uh, follows it up with a shake, rattle, and roll. Um, this entire match, by the way, King can't stop talking about doggy style. Oh, my God. He continues I forgot talking.
1: how awful it was. Yeah.
0: He asks JR a couple of times if he likes doggy style, which <laughs> nobody wants to hear the answer to. No. Uh, yeah. He... This is like, he's kicking a doggy style. <laughs> yeah, we get it. He loves saying doggy style.
1: We we get it, brother.
0: Uh so then Jericho kicks out at two after the uh shake rather than knee drop. And then power bombs road dog through the table. Thus resulting Which
1: in I completely forgot Jericho did the double power bomb when he first came in. Like he didn't it, it didn't really not being a jerk, it didn't fit his is his weight class, so to speak. Because back then, that was like a big man move. Right. So it was like, when he did the one and that brought him up again, I was like, wow. Yeah. Impressive.
0: Well, and there was, again, this is Jericho still using his WCW moveset, where yeah. uh, he himself has said that he had to change a lot of things because the guys in WWE were just bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he does lock in the Lion Tamer. Which, of course, he eventually changes to the walls of Jericho because of the fact that he can't put certain guys like Big Show into Lion Tamer. It just doesn't work for their size. <laughs> uh, so that's why the Boston Crab is much easier for him to do than the actual Lion Tamer. Um, but yeah, uh, the match itself, I mean, I wanted more because we know what Jericho can do. Uh-huh. We know that Road Dogg is decent in the ring. You know, he never was great, but he definitely could put on a show. Um, and just the fact that this match ended in DQ, what was the point, dude? <laughs> like,
1: I don't know, I'd like to see Raw the following week to see if they followed up with it.
0: Yeah, I would be interested to see it, too, because
1: I'm not sure, obviously. Yeah, I, it's the fuck out of me. Yeah.
0: So then, uh, back from break, and Jericho's in the back and shows Finkel, Tony Chimmel on you guessed it, the Rocks TV.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, box of, the TV on top of three or four boxes. Yep.
0: Uh, Jericho says that Finkel should go out there and show Jericho that he is a warrior. Uh, then this is something I had to type. Finkel's music hits.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: I did not know that Howard Finkel had entrance music. Nope. I thought... Well, if he's going to go out there, he's either going to come out to silence or he's going to come out to Jericho's theme. I did not know they had something queued up for him.
1: <laughs> I, 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 the music hit, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, totally random. I was like, wow. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's not nice.
0: Right. Oh so man, Finkel <laughs> runs around like the warrior, the ultimate warrior. Um, and then he says he wants his job back and shoves Tony Chimble down. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Out of the blue, Tony Chimel attacks Finkel from behind and blocks him. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we see Jericho in the back, finding this hilarious. Um, <laughs> 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 which, like, see, that's that's the kind of thing you want to see from Jericho, where he's yes. just a fucking. Mm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so two re- two ring announcers beating the crap out of each other because in the Attitude Era. Everyone takes a bump. Rather it's Coke or a flatback.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <clears throat> so yeah. so then, because we've now spent like half an hour on Chris Jericho, <laughs> he arrives and grabs Fink.
1: <laughs>
0: and, uh, at this point I was like, this is still going on. Like,
1: <laughs> like this is happening right now. Yeah. We're we're pretty deep in the air.
0: Yeah. Uh, then Ken Shamrock arrives. And instantly, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's, it's Ken Shamrock, and uh, now Ken Shamrock is not on the like Dan Severn levels of completely insane and will murder you, but <laughs> he's close. <laughs> uh, so Shamrock on their way, his way to the ring, slams into Jericho, um, but Jericho sends Fink after Shamrock. Shamrock proceeds to grab Finkel by the hand, and then Jericho sneaks up behind him and hits Shamrock with a chair before spitting on him. Oh god. And running away. Shamrock gets up, runs after Jericho, and I guess Shamrock's not having that match that he was supposed to have.
1: I know, like I thought about that, I was like, wait a minute, why was he coming <laughs> to the ring? Like <sighs> They they
0: mentioned Shamrock is in action here next, and then they never mentioned an opponent because clearly there wasn't one for him. <laughs> <laughs> was
1: I, like,
0: I was I was surprised uh, they didn't cut to, like, D. LeBron being like, the fuck, man?
1: <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> We're scheduled for something. Uh, I forgot how ripped Shamrock was. Oh God. Yeah. Like, completely chiseled to the max. Mm-hmm. And I, when he walked out, I was like, holy shit, I would not fuck with him. Yeah. I would have fucked with him before, but now going back and watching this, I was like, uh mm-hmm. ain't happening.
0: You know, even to this day, the guy is still in
1: great mm-hmm. shape. But,
0: <sighs> so again, Shamrock's another one of those guys that they just completely dropped the ball on, in my opinion. He could have been, he could have been so much bigger. And I know at the time UFC wasn't as huge as it is now. Yeah. Um, which even UFC's kind of lost some steam recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Shamrock was kind of their... Their big crossover guy. They had a couple, obviously. Then, like I said, you know, Dan Severn came over, Steve Blackman. Um, but yeah, Shamrock was. I mean, obviously, he was an IC champion, but uh, you know, he could have been a main eventer just with his skill and ability, because the guy could wrestle a, a great fucking match. Oh yeah. And you're like, you're like, this is a UFC fighter, a guy that's never been trained in you know being in the ring and here he comes it's a lot of like when you know Kurt Angle first showed up and everyone was just like holy shit this guy can work you know
1: this guy's fucking awesome
0: uh, yeah <clears throat> Shamrock was that same kind of way the only thing really keeping Shamrock back was his pro mobility because yeah you know he obviously not that he was bad on the mic but he definitely has one like acting mode and that's angry dude
1: <laughs> so, angry dude with the stone face yeah yeah
0: so, um, yeah. Out comes Stephanie's titties and the rest of her.
1: Uh, oh, jeez. Yep.
0: Steph calls for Andrew to come out. <sighs> which, again, well, there goes it just See it you later.
1: Away, yeah. Right out uh, the door.
0: Yep. So, out comes prototype Baron Corbin. and
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a good one. I like that.
0: <laughs> so uh stephanie says she has an answer but first tess is gonna get down on one knee and proposes and stephanie says yes uh the mean street posse then arrived to kick Tess' ass (laughs)
1: oh my god
0: uh but then mankind comes to even the score
1: this is what i was gonna talk about earlier
0: (sighs) all right Are you you going to refer to the fact that Shane feels that he's the only one who's allowed to fuck a sister, or was there something else that you wanted?
1: Oh (laughs) no, I mean that too. But But, uh, when Foley hits the ring, and the Mean Street Posse feeds into him, and Mick Foley annihilates them with the unprotected steel chair shots to the fucking head. Oh yeah, he. Oh my god. the fucking chair after was it was it was like a a v Mm -hmm. it was just like dude but i really enjoyed the way joey abs sold the little stuff that he had on this show yeah i think they could have done a lot more with him (laughs) but yeah you know they, they did they did do stuff with them but not enough in my opinion right yeah
0: you know but yeah like you said mankind Uh, arrives, and much like Oprah handing out cars, Mankind is handing out CTE. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He proceeds to tell Shane that, I'm gonna take this chair that I just destroyed over your friend's heads, and I'm gonna put it down in this ring, and you're gonna get one free shot on Mankind. So, (laughs) Shane gets in the ring, and blast mankind in the back. <laughs> and Mankind gets up and obliterates Shane with the mic. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, how can this guy remember how to tie his shoes?
1: <laughs> oh my god, like But uh, he I wouldn't say he obliterated he hit him with a good one, but it wasn't I'm sure it could've been a lot chair? harder. It wasn't a steel <laughs> chair, that is
0: true. Uh but he does uh throw him to the outside and Shane does crack his head against the announce table. That definitely oh. happened. <laughs>
1: yeah that that was not pretty to watch Mm
0: uh foley dumps shane into the crowd and then proceeds to have some issues because the cables are wrapped around his feet
1: oh my god it took him like three minutes (laughs) to get him untied
0: oh my gosh uh foley suplexes shane back into the ring area before dumping him back inside the ring but the posse attack again but then Tess gets back up takes out all three of them Then Patterson and Briscoe arrive. (laughs) The Stooges. I was like, yes! (laughs) And then Stephanie jumps on Pete Gass.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so during that melee, the boot that Pete Gass took from Test. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. How much abuse could those guys take? And apparently they just kept coming back for more because they stuck around for a little while. Mm Mm-hmm. Jeez, that boot to the face, though. Blech. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, so while this is all going on, we do have an actual match going on. Because <laughs> Shane proceeds to hit a top rope elbow as Test lifts Stephanie over the barricade and they leave. Uh, Mankind then hits a double arm DDT and yanks up Mr. Socko. Mankind locks in the mandible claw, but China arrives. And then Triple H hits Mankind with the chair, and Shane pins Mankind. So we never got a bell to start the match. But we got a bill to end the match. So
1: I guess uh, it match Is it a match? <laughs> I guess. It had just started, so it's still going apparently.
0: Yeah. Also, the ref didn't have any fucking problem with what the posse was doing the entire time. <laughs> but we had to have China come out and distract the ref.
1: <sighs> yeah. Little 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 miscues on there. But I noticed like it, it wasn't that he wasn't What he wasn't watching the posse do what they were doing he was just like had his back completely turned around and just talking to shane on the ground yeah. just like no never mind the other guy i'm just gonna talk to you for a minute it was like eh. a little, little awkward there but yeah
0: i felt a ref bump probably would have been due for this one because yeah something you're...
1: small yeah otherwise <laughs> you're
0: just like can you not hear what's going on behind
1: you, <laughs> <laughs> do you not hear three guys beating the shit out of one guy right
0: uh, so, this was, uh, this is kind of classic, um, uh, Russo stuff, is to continue to have these little, like, segments broken up between everything, because here we get Chris Jericho and Howard Finkel running to the back. <laughs> uh, Jericho hops in a rental car and drives away, leaving Finkel behind.
1: Leaves the door locked on him. <laughs>
0: uh, Shamrock grabs Finkel, and Finkel proceeds to shit his pants. <laughs>
1: Oh, what is that smell? Oh, get away from me!
0: Yeah. Uh, So here is where we find out that SmackDown is brought to you by Hanson's Energy Drink. (laughs) Uh, It is also brought to you by 1010220.
1: 10220, yes! I popped (laughs) huge for that. I was like, oh my god. And,
0: And the thing that I never actually saw in person but always remember from my WWF days, the JVC Kaboom Box.
1: Oh, dude, I wanted one of those so bad when I was a kid. Saturday,
0: and nobody that I knew had one. I've no, I know. This thing
1: like, in probably because back then they were probably like 200 bucks, and their parents were like, fuck you, I ain't buying that. I, buy,
0: I could buy you a fucking tape player, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Cole is with Stone Cold Steve Austin at his home. Uh, Stone Cold <laughs> said that he had a torn ligament before the match, but the match made it worse. Uh, Cole says Austin might never be the same, which Austin says that's a bunch of bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, I was like, yep, here's that PG rating yeah, again.
0: Yeah, because then, of course, uh, um, Cole says that, well, Triple H has been a little bit more vindictive. Maybe you took a page out of your book and now it says, it takes a main son of a bitch to make it to the top. And Triple <laughs> H may have stolen a play out of his book. We didn't read the whole damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I miss Stone Cold. I was uh, I was bummed that we're in the 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 knee injury Stone Cold.
1: I know. I was I was thinking about it, and then when I when they brought up at the begin during the original promo that he got taken, I was like, oh
0: man, <laughs> I was like, we just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <sighs> so. But yeah, so essentially we're just uh, reminding everyone that Stone Cold exists. Um, he got a really big pop, obviously, because oh, yeah. we're still definitely in that territory. And it's time for our Evening gown match. <laughs> <laughs> so WBF Women's Champion Ivory will take on Tori, not Tori Wilson. Uh, Tori is wearing an oversized button-down shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Ivory is actually in an Evening gown match. Um, we get a lovely shot of Ivory and her ass. Um, and then we also see Tori and her ass when she attacks. It just was ass central, and I was very happy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, Tori rips the evening gown down the back on Ivory. Ivory claws at the eyes and then tries to disrobe Tori, uh, but then Tori rips off the gown and and uh, we find that Ivory has a lovely white thong on. <laughs> Tori then, yeah, then proceeds to continue the attack before Luna Vashon arrives to pull Tori. Oh out. my god. What?
1: <laughs> Fucking. Talk about random.
0: Yeah. So before they finish this, we cut to the back with Lilian Garcia's with Triple H in China. They cut <laughs> in the middle of them, like, finishing off this, this score. <laughs> Um, Lillian again shows that she's really not that good at this. She's <laughs> so terrible. And like, she was she was a great ring announcer.
1: Oh, absolutely
0: amazing. She's got an amazing voice. She's not good at acting. No. Um, I don't. I didn't even catch like Lillian's first question, but apparently it was enough for China to tell her to show the champ some respect. <laughs> Which is like, did, did she disrespect him? I didn't.
1: It's just a question.
0: Yeah. But Triple H says the belt is leaving with him, which is kind of a generic promo, but it did what it did to do. Yeah. And again, Triple H, still shirtless, so.
1: (laughs) I know, I believe in a a quick segment earlier, they showed him tying his wrestling boots with his jeans still on and his shirt off. And I'm like, is this guy just not wear shirts back then? Is that the game back back then?
0: It it must have been, because I don't know, they they had to have had I I know for a fact they had gear for him. They had to have had, like, a couple of t-shirts for him. Something. Yeah. Uh, So back from the break, and show is still looking for Big Boss Man. (laughs) No, sorry. And his dog pepper. And then we cut away. That's the last we're going to see of that for today. That's it. But again, like, Right before it, then we cut over to Tess and Stephanie. They're leaving as Michael Cole and the Hebrers congratulate them. I don't know why we needed that, but it happens.
1: <laughs> uh, more randomness, yeah. I, again, back to the this, than this, than this, than this, than yeah. this. I, it's like you already know what happened earlier night, earlier in the night. So yeah. leave it there.
0: Right, you know, it was. We saw X Pac get upset because they lost. We didn't need him walking out of the arena. We saw Tess and Stephanie, you know, they're engaged now. We saw them leave. We don't need to see them leaving the arena as well. Like, you don't have to keep doing that. It's like, we, we got it. We know what happened. We assume they eventually leave the arena because they show up at a different arena the <laughs> <go> next week. <laughs> so, Shawn Michaels arrives. It is time for main events and. This was why I forgot he was commissioner because Shawn Michaels comes out in little black booty shorts and <laughs> <at laughs> and it's like,
1: it's like that 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 the the front knot mm-hmm. as well on the small T-shirt, and it's a Texas shirt. I'm like, they're in Kansas it's, City. At least give him that.
0: No, no, no. It is the Shawn Michael Wrestling School in Texas. Oh,
1: that he's
0: right. He's wearing his own shirt to the point where he. points to the number on the back, too. (laughs) Just so you know, give me a call. Hey, Daniel Bryan, call this number, (laughs) buddy. Yeah, so, again, 14-year-old me, who, current 34-year-old me, can't remember my own name sometimes, remembers this match. Yep. (laughs) Triple H is out with his little chainmail brawn, so he finally kind of puts a shirt on.
1: (laughs) This is...
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, so The Rock comes out to thunderous applause.
1: Uh, I think this is probably the best version of The Rock's music that he had.
0: It's it's a little bit more subdued than his later ones get, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of works for his for because he should be bringing the energy, not his his theme song. Yes, because <clears throat> uh, this one is just you know the if you smell what the Rock is cooking whereas uh,
1: uh, i think that was the nation that was still his nation of domination version correct
0: yeah this is still the nation music after yeah it's it's (sighs) later that they change it when he has like the rock goes hollywood stuff and Mm -hmm. things like that um but yeah like you said it was very good you know instantly recognizable Um, And yeah, the crowd fucking loves it.
1: Huge pops.
0: Yeah. So, right off the bat, both men attempt their finishers, but they can both reverse them. Uh, China takes a shot at Rock, but Michaels allows it. Uh, (laughs) Rock then sends Triple H to the outside. Uh, And Rock suplexes Triple H onto the stage.
1: Oh my god. Dude, I watched that and I forgot that they had the metal, like, lining grates mm-hmm. on the stage and i was like oh yeah no thank you
0: yeah you know nowadays you know they have like the the led and stuff like that which <clears> obviously <throat> not great but they're, you're at least landing on essentially a piece of plastic over it you know yeah. you're not you're not landing on this where it's just like
1: metal Fuck great steel it.
0: yeah. exactly and most of the time we don't see moves done like this where you're just super them normally you're throwing them into the side so that they can fall mm. to the ground themselves so but yeah um, apparently this is a no count on match because <laughs> Sean never tries never attempts to uh, <laughs> so then uh, they do get back to the ring and the rock continues to beat the, the shit out of Triple H uh, then China slams Rock in the dick, and HBK then says he's going to remove China, and this is the point where it takes a long time for them to get China to fucking leave the ring. <sighs> right now, Shane eventually comes down and bitches Triple H in the face. Triple H goes down there and and says some shit before he returns to the ring, eats one of Rock's patented DDTs, which I always loved. Mm-hmm. The Rock always had some of the best DDTs. It's not the flippy DDT yet, but it's the nope. it's the one where he just like lays out, and the other guy goes completely fucking vertical, and it's amazing. Um, HBK is able to get back down to the ring, but Triple H kicks out for a one count. <laughs> one count.
1: Give it some drama, for
0: fuck's sake! Right. <clears throat> uh, of course, now Shane McMahon is at ringside, so you got rid of one of them. You didn't give it to the <laughs>
1: other. <you> know, <laughs> no, like
0: yeah. Uh, Triple H hits his walk-up knee, which, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, you forget of how, like, many signature moves Triple H has, you Mm -hmm. know? Even something like this, where, like, you had so many guys that did a knee drop but they did it in such different ways you know Triple H has his like where he walks up and just kind of gradually falls in it obviously you know Stone Cold had his one off the ropes and does his little walk it's so cool that you had these guys have so many different variations on something as simple as a knee drop
1: yep yeah I, I, I forgot about that because I don't think he's done that for a little bit
0: no the, fact. really the only thing that he does anymore is the, um, the his knee to the person's face You know, where he does a reversal in every match he does. But yeah, typically not much of the other stuff. So So Rock manages to take out Shane, then he hits a rock bottom, and then he sets up the people's elbow. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go with some fantastic fucking camera work, because he goes off one ropes, starts and goes off the other ropes, and we cut over to the side, and as he's coming back hbk sweet chin musics rocks fucking teeth (laughs)
1: out beautiful super kick too yes like that is the that is the one like gif so to speak in my brain that i have from that match yeah and it's just oh so fucking perfect right
0: this was they they did this so well because you know nowadays when you have guys that will do these kind of like heel turns like this they'll get physical with the person that they're eventually going to be you know turning to their side and you're like why the fuck did you hit the guy that you're like teaming up with later in the night you know Mm -hmm. but here hbk never touches anybody you know he he throws china out you know doesn't get physical with him or like that you know never touches triple h never touches shane when they come out over that so the whole time you don't even realize that like he's not he could easily switch in music shane mcmahon and be done with him for the night but he, he doesn't. doesn't and you're like well you know he's trying to be the referee or like that yeah but just this was so fucking perfect of a way to the camera work was perfect where you just weren't expecting it and hitting the rock mid-stride like that and the rock's <sighs> reaction to it it legit looked like he didn't expect it to come he
1: kicked his yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, it looked like he kicked his fucking head off right
0: And that's, it's such a perfect moment, such a perfect heel turn. Just the Mm -hmm. way it's executed and everything and that, and the fact that, like, you think about it like, well, the only reason this match happened was because Sean made it. And then you're Mm like, oh, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, nothing about this is, like, out of the blue... Nothing about nope. it is, you know, it's like, well, yeah, of course, they love each other. Like, <laughs> physically, it, they've probably been inside of each other. So <laughs> it Jesus that you sense that, you know, that of, course Sean, of course Sean's going to team up with Triple H again. He always does.
1: <laughs> I know, and it's like, you had that uh, back then when I was 10 or 11 year, years old. It was like, oh, my God, he's going to hit the people's elbow. Boom, super kick wow. in the fucking face. And back to your point, the camera work was so... Fucking perfect! Like the way they had the rock, like coming in at you. They didn't have Sean in the camera angle, mm-hmm. and just all of a sudden you just see him, boom! And it was like, oh, oh no! Yeah. It just, oh my god! Right, and so beautiful.
0: And this is the is the normal way that they set up the camera angles for the People's Elbow. You know, you mm-hmm. get you get the shot of him from behind hitting the one rope, and then it normally turns. So that you can see him hit the elbow on the guy. So it made it nothing about it seemed completely out of the ordinary, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You're like, like, he's gonna do, he's gonna. Oh fuck! (laughs)
1: Oh shit! He just got kicked in the head.
0: Yeah. So Triple H hits the Pedigree, gets the one, two, three, and the reformed HBK and Triple H celebrate. In China. Yeah, in China with them too. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, you know, you never know what you're gonna get. Going back to Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. But and especially considering it was SmackDown and this it was essentially kinda of pettiness that this even existed because it was like we gotta check out a fucking go against Trick and Thunder now <laughs> But they wound up putting on a show that you're like, it makes total fucking sense why people would tune into this, you know? Yep. You get an opportunity for you know, you get you get all the fucking stars at that time. Nobody's left off of it. And like, even though they use Al Snow quite a lot, they use Chris Jericho quite a lot, you still get every you know, obviously there's some people you don't get, Mark Henry, D L. Brown, guys like that, but you get so many of the guys that you're used to seeing you get a WWF title match in the first SmackDown, and you get a huge moment where you get that has repercussions, you know? Mm-hmm. This this didn't feel like it was a show that we're just gonna put this on to get some viewers, but the storylines aren't gonna carry over any of that. No, like this was how it was supposed to be. Eventually it turns into SmackDown doesn't advance any storylines. <laughs> but that's oh, God. years down the line before it gets to that point. Uh, so you know, as much as again, as much shit as we give Russo and, and Vince, you know, and things like that, that these are the kinds of things that show like they didn't know what they were doing because there's a lot of really good things. There are some questionable things, obviously, like we talked about, you know, the, the, the quick flipping through like a fucking... But that's
1: so petty. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not really that big of a deal. But, I mean, just everything had a purpose on the show. Right. There was no wasted anything. Everything was continuing stories Mm -hmm. and starting new ones.
0: Yeah, very much so. And, yeah, I couldn't have been happier. I was very happy to see this. Um, so, anything else you have to say about the very first SmackDown?
1: Uh, I'm I'm gonna end up going back and watching more of this stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might we might have to because I I too was like, oh man, it's it just it takes you back. And mm-hmm. You're like, God, I remember, I, I I remember so much of this, and then you're like, ah, oh, I forgot, I forgot how good this guy was, I forgot how good this guy was, mm-hmm. you know? Well. Yeah, man, it was great, and and obviously, you know. Far more greatness to come from a lot of these guys too, because like you said, oh, this yeah. is Triple H's first title reign, which, <sighs> spoiler alert, doesn't last long. <laughs> <Not really>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a quick, quick, um, quick question for you: Do you know who eventually takes the title from him?
1: Uh, is it, uh, It's not. Is it the Rock? No. Foley? Nope. Nope. Not Austin. Nope. You probably are not going to get it. <laughs> Who the fuck took the track? Oh, wait a minute. No, it's not that one. I don't know. Uh,
0: that would be Vincent McMahon.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I got to go watch that now. Yeah, so. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs>
0: You know, I talked about uh, about the rains that we had. Let me see if I can go ahead and bring this up before we uh, we go here. Um, yeah, so the,
1: <laughs>
0: the the many short rains that we wound up having um, during 1999 was because of some weird storytelling. Uh, so, da, 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 da. so yeah. So obviously, we you know we know that a lot of people have had the title for a long time for that, so... um, Triple H gets it. And then... On the September 14th SmackDown, uh, Shane McMahon is special guest referee, and Vince McMahon winds up winning the title. (sighs) They wind up having Fully Loaded, um, where McMahon is against Stone Cold Steve Austin, Oh, sorry, no, no, sorry. The stipulation was that a stone-cold defeated the Undertaker at Fully Loaded. Then... uh, McMahon can no longer appear on WWE television, which causes him to vacate the championship. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's correct. Then on... Then later on that night... Oh, sorry, then at Unforgiven, we get a six-pack challenge which is The Big Show, The British Bulldog, Kane, Mankind, The Rock, and Triple H, with Stone Cold as a special outside enforcer, and that's where, where Triple H wins his second championship. But yeah, you get that fucking weirdness of Vince McMahon being champion for six days <laughs> before, yeah, before, for whatever reason, at Fully Loaded, we have this dumb thing where if Stone Stone Cold makes it so McMahon cannot appear on WWE television anymore.
1: Well, in story in story most storyline mode, story mode um, <clears throat> SmackDown was on Thursday, so technically he was what champion three days according to TV. He's he so is, it was even shorter.
0: Yeah, so he is actually champion for four days, um, <laughs> but it's six because of the tape delay. <laughs> oh my god. Um. And they recognize, oh, yeah, they recognize it as the tape delay date. So he has oh, a championship okay. for six days, but it's technically a four-day title reign <sighs> before he has to vacate it because he cannot. He doesn't lose it. He doesn't even defend it. Actually, if you think about it, uh, yeah. So.
1: <laughs> that, and one one thing I do want to bring up: the fact that the following Monday night, the RAW was 11 o'clock eastern time Oof. i was like i don't think i stayed up for that that was way too late for my fucking young ass
0: yeah i doubt it myself too. and my and my whole family watched wrestling during this time
1: mm. mm-hmm. um,
0: but yeah so our our like i said our title reigns for <laughs> 1999 so mankind technically had the title heading into royal rumble the rock beats him for it Holds the title for seven days before Halftime Heat, where oh my God. Mankind wins his second championship. He proceeds to have that for 15 days before The Rock takes it back on an episode of Raw. And then at WrestleMania 15, Stone Cold Steve Austin, so that ends The Rock at 41 days. Stone Cold holds it for 56 days before The Undertaker wins it over the edge. Um... And then he holds it for 36 days before Austin wins it back on Raw. Uh, Austin then loses it at SummerSlam Sound of Mankind. Triple H gets it on, on Raw the next night. So it's a one-day reign. Triple H holds this title that we just watched him with for 24 days before McMahon's four days. Before he's vacated, Triple H then has a the title for 49 days before dropping it to the big show at Survivor Series, who has it for 50 days, and that takes us to 2,000. when Triple
1: Holy shit.
0: Shit. Which then Triple H wins the title on Raw, and holds it for 118 days. So it's not till 2000 that we get a championship run that lasts longer than 56 days.
1: Oh my god!
0: Which is in fucking insane.
1: But with the talent that they had, oh god, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it made sense because everybody will topping each other and stuff like that. So it made sense back then.
0: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's not. <clears throat> You know, it, it's not quite like nowadays, where we don't really have that many main eventers that we can shuffle title belts around to. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of mid-carders, because those title belts get fucking chucked around at, at ease.
1: The so. joke. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, and that's, that's again, you know, a lot of people consider the Attitude Era their favorite moment, you know, favorite time in wrestling, and they, they complain whenever a guy doesn't have a long title reign, but it's like, well, you grew up on short title reigns there, buddy, so. You know. Yep. And, and the Attitude Era, that's why it lost some of their older fans, because they were used to guys holding the title belt for a thousand fucking days. So, <laughs> for them, you know, it was, too many title changes, you know.
1: It's all about the era you watched. That's true. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I want to thank my ginger brother.
1: And hey, thank you.
0: And I want to thank you, patrons. Uh, without you, we would cry. So... Hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we will continue to bring you your early access episodes as well as anything else that we can think of to throw your way. So, again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank
1: you, everybody.
0: And with that, we will bid you
1: bye-bye. Bye.